You're listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church in Jacksonville, Florida. For more information on teachings and special events, visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org. Now let's listen in. I want you to turn, if you would, turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke chapter 5. I want to just, I'm going to read a passage of Scripture to you. Um, yeah, we got it on the, on the screen. Doesn't that look cool? Is that a cool screen or what? I mean, that's just a, it, that's just a neat looking screen to me. I think that's sweet. Um, Luke chapter 5. Let's pray together first. Father, we, um, we just pray that you'd open your word, Lord, speak it into our hearts, uh, just, uh, Speak to us the things you're wanting to show us and uh, open our hearts and our minds to receive from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke 5, verse 1. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genezareth, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little ways from the shore Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. I mean, obviously the scene here is Jesus has been teaching and preaching and and it got crowded and there was more and more people and he kind of just started getting almost in a sense pushed toward the shore edge and he said, you know, hey, I need a place to preach from. So he used a boat. I think boat's a great place to preach from. Um, Amen. Amen. (laughs) I knew Rock would like that. That's you know God shows up when you're in a boat. But anyway, this is what's kind of the scene here. This is the setting. When he when he and he taught the people. He got in one of the boats and he taught them. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, "Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch." Simon answered, "Master, we have worked hard all night." One translation says, "We have toiled hard all night and we haven't caught anything." But because you said so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boats to come and help them. They came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. Now that's a, that's a heck of a fishing trip there. Okay, I mean they're catching a bunch of fish. When Simon Cedar saw this, he fell at Jesus' knee and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee. These were Simon's partner. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. For now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore and left everything and followed him. Now there are so many things in that passage we could just really capitalize on. Even that last verse where they just... You know, they just they just caught the, this catch of the lifetime. You know, I mean, these are fishermen. That's where they get their trade. That's their living. And and they just, you know, at, at this point in time, they're not followers of Jesus when this first happens, but they knew who he was, obviously. And it, and it just says, and they just, they just left it. They left it all. They left their business. They left their boats. They left everything. They laid down their lives to follow Jesus. And that's, again, there's just so much we can really talk about that. But I'm, I want to capitalize on this, on this one thing here. If I could... If I could title, actually I can title it, so I'm going to title the message this, Do It One More Time. Do It One More Time. (laughs) 
Several weeks ago, I heard, I don't know if you guys ever listened to, um, I have a podcast, I listen to Bethel, and I listen to those guys out there quite often, but Eric Johnson was preaching this message, so I'm, 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 uh, I'm borrowing it, his message, how's that? And I'm sure I'm going to do a better job even than Eric did, so this, y'all just be ready, okay? This is going to be awesome today. But anyway, I, as I was listening to him preach this, teach, or preach this and, and teach on this passage i felt like the lord was specifically saying to us speaking to me about us as a church casting our net one more time now can you can you put yourself there okay peter james and john by trade or what fishermen jesus it doesn't specifically spell this out in scripture but it seems it appears that jesus by trade is a carpenter okay Carpenters are not fishermen, okay? Now, they may fish, but they're doing, their fishing is just recreational probably. Jesus probably never tried to earn money from fishing, okay? As he was growing up, his dad, Joseph, obviously was a carpenter, and he probably built tables and made those things and chairs and all the stuff, and he earned money from doing that, okay? Peter, James, and John were fishermen by trade that was their livelihood they 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 did this for a living so they were probably pretty good at it they probably knew all the ins and out of fishing when to fish where to fish what tide to fish on what time of day to fish what to use for bait how to how to throw their nets how to do all that stuff so they probably they were fishermen now jesus has come on the scene and and they obviously knew he was a teacher a master they they knew who he was and what he was doing but jesus comes along and he shares with them and talks to them and after he's finished teaching he says to them guys go out there and throw your nets in now you'll notice in this passage it actually says as jesus was doing this there's one little place in there where it says they were cleaning their nets now what do you think them cleaning their nets meant they were done. Okay? These guys, now you got to get yourself in this spot, okay? These guys had fished, and again, this isn't recreational fishing for them. They weren't out there drinking some Budweiser's and just having some fun, okay? They were, they were out there living, working, tolling. And Peter says, you know, Master, look, we've done this all night long. We've worked hard at this. We have tolled. We've labored. But because you say so... <laughs> We'll try it one more time. We'll go cast our nets out here. (laughs) There's another place in Scripture. And, you know, the other thing, actually, before I go there, if you've ever been in that situation where you have done something and you've worked hard at it and you've labored at it and it just doesn't seem like you accomplished anything, sometimes you can get an attitude. Am I the only one? Okay, just make sure I was talking to the right crowd here. Um, you know what I'm saying? I mean, these guys, they just worked hard. They, cleaned, they, they had to spend time at the end of their working hard cleaning their nets, and they hadn't even caught any fish. Okay, so they probably had, I'm reading into it a little bit, they probably had some kind of, I'm just assuming this, probably a little attitude about, hey, you know, Jesus, we're tired. We've worked hard. We've cleaned the nets already. Really, you're a carpenter. You want us to go fish again? This isn't a time of day you fish. We did that last night. Put yourself in their shoes, okay? This, this was, a, this was a, the scene 
that was going on with these guys. There's also another place. In fact, we're going to turn there and then come back to Luke 5. Look, look with me in John 21. This becomes almost like a reoccurring theme. There's another place in Scripture where it's a very similar picture. John 21, John chapter 21. It's not going to be on the screen, so you need to turn in your Bibles or on your phones. Or There's just still something weird to me about looking out and see people on their phones when they're supposed to be on their Bibles. Be sure and check your neighbor out, though. Make sure they're not on Facebook. Um, John 21. Let's, let's read some verses here. Another, another very similar thing that, just, that we just read about. This is afterwards, later down the road, these guys are followers of Jesus. Actually, Jesus has already died. He's been resurrected. Um, you know, Peter and those guys have already fled Jesus, denied him, you know, done all those things. Then in, in chapter 21, verse 1, it says this. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples. They'd already seen him. They knew he'd been raised from the dead by the Sea of Tiberias. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, all these guys, Nathaniel from Canaan and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, the other disciples were together. And Peter says this, I'm going out to fish. Again, put yourself in their shoes. What's happening here, I think, it doesn't say this, but I think what Peter's saying is this. Listen, we just spent the last three years of our life committed to this to this teacher, to this master, to Jesus. We thought he was coming to set up the kingdom. We thought he was the Messiah. He's died. He's, 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 we don't, at this point, we've just spent all this time and we're not really sure what's going on. And I think Peter said, listen guys, I'm going back to fishing. I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm going to do what I know how to do. I know how to fish. I'm a fisherman. That's the attitude. And Peter says, look, guys, let's do this. Let's, 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 just, let's just go back to our trade. Let's do what we know how to do. We know how to fish. I'm going to go out and fish, Peter says to them. And they said, all right, we'll go with you. So they went out and they got in the boat. But that night they caught Zippo. <laughs> let's, let's, let's digress here just a second. Have you ever in your life had the conversation with God? <laughs> where you felt like he was telling you to do something, and you did it, it didn't seem like a whole lot was happening, and you just, maybe you didn't speak it out loud, but just kind of your thought and your attitude was, you know what, I know how to do this, I'm going to go back to do what I know how to do. And when you went back to do what you knew how to do, you tried to do it, and nothing happened. Been there. <laughs> Now, I don't know whether God just sovereignly made the fish go away so they didn't catch any fish, but that's what happened, okay? They caught nothing. And then early in the morning, I love this, early in the morning, Jesus is standing on the shore. Disciples didn't realize who it was, and he calls out to them, friends, <laughs> have you got any fish? Now, their answer is no, okay? Again, don't just read this stuff. Get, get the feel of what's happening. It probably wasn't just a no. It's probably kind of a no with an attitude. Maybe they even prefaced it with another word, like heck no. <laughs> you know? No, we haven't caught anything. We, we, we're just we're frustrated here. You know, we, we, we went, we're trying to do what we know to do, and we've worked hard, and we've caught no fish. This is... That's what's going on in them. Are you with me? I mean, they were they were like, ugh. Am I the only one that ever gets in that spot? Like, 
Ah, <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> well, got any fish? They said no. Jesus. <laughs> now, at this point in time, there may be some regulations starting to come back to them. At this point, Jesus says, well, throw your net on the right side of the boat. <laughs> Don't you think they've probably already thrown their net on the right side of the boat? They've been fishing all night. They were on the right side, the left side, the back side, the front side. And I know for you sea people, there's special words for that, like starboard and, and all that kind of stuff. But they probably have thrown their net everywhere. And there's this dude on the shoreline. They don't know who he is yet. All of a sudden now, they may be starting to get some regulation because Jesus hollers at them, hey guys, try the other side of the boat. Just throw your net over there. <laughs> I just love that. When they did, <laughs> they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved, I love John's literary license here. I just love reading the book of John. He always talks about how Jesus loved him you know, more than anybody else. <laughs> it's the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer, his outer garment around him for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. The other disciples were following the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from the shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire burning coals, with, and there was fish on it. <laughs> They've got to wonder where the fish came from, you know. <laughs> and Jesus says to them, you've got to get into this. Jesus says to them, bring some of the fish you just caught. Now, do you think they thought they caught the fish? <laughs> Jesus maybe putting a little dig there. You know, some of the fish you guys caught, bring them on over. Simon Peter, you know, climbs aboard or yeah, climbed aboard, dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish. And I love this. They counted them. There was 153 of them. I mean, it, it, God, God doesn't just throw stuff in this book just for no reason at all. I mean, there was a reason they counted them. I mean, there, God, you know, people sometimes will say God's not interested in numbers. Well, he was here. <laughs> he put it in the Bible. So we would know there was 153 fish there. Large fish, amen, not even small ones, big ones. But even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus says to them, and he sits down and feeds breakfast to them. And, and you remember the rest of the story there, and we're not going to get into that right now. But turn back over to Luke. I, just, I, I want you to remember this story of, this, of, of Jesus again telling them, look, guys, I know you've told, I know you've worked, but you know what? Do it one more time. Put the net out there again. Try it again. Do it again. Throw it out there. Have you ever have you ever noticed how Jesus' timing is often not ours? In fact, I'd be willing to say most of the time <laughs> his timing is not ours. Jesus Jesus likes the suddenlies in life. Jesus likes to just show up suddenly. In fact, is in the New Testament, the word suddenly is used 87 times. Suddenly. The suddenlies. In fact, is, remember the story when Jesus was with his guys and they came and told him that his good, this, from Scripture, it looks like one of his best friends, Lazarus, 
is sick. He's dying. Remember what Jesus did? He hung out a few more days. Now, why do you think he hung out a few more days? Because he, was, he knew a suddenly was getting ready to happen. He knew that Lazarus was going to die, but he knew he was going to raise him from the dead. Jesus had plans. And that was one of those suddenlies in life where just out of nowhere, it seems like Jesus just kind of, he shows up. He's there. And often, often one of the things I've noticed, and I think Scripture bears this out, often Jesus shows up when we're at the point of giving up. <laughs> now you can write that down. That's, that's Bob. That's original. I'm not quoting that. <laughs> have you noticed that? I mean, Jesus, a lot of times, he shows up in our lives when we finally have gotten to the point where we've fished all night, we've worked all night, we've toiled all night, we've labored all night, we've done everything we knew to do, we've, 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 we've put all of our energy and all of our effort into happening, something happening and making it happen, and it hasn't happened, and then suddenly, Jesus shows up. Sometimes when we least expect it. And it's usually a lot of times when we're at the end. When we're kind of at the point where we're ready to quit. We're ready to give up. Look in verse 6 and 7. Back in Luke 5. When they'd done so, when they, when they followed Jesus' word and cast the net, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. You see the, you see the result? Here's a result of doing it one more time. After, after they've got to the point of just, of just being tired, of being wore out, of being frustrated, of, of worked all night. They, they cleaned up their, their nets and they were ready for rest. They were ready to just crash. They were ready to watch some TV. Okay, and Jesus comes along and says, you know what, guys, just just do it. Cast the net over there. Go out in the deep and cast the net. And the result of them doing that one more time, abundance comes. I mean, when I say abundance, I mean abundance. Not just, they didn't just catch a couple of fish. They caught a pile of fish. So many fish that they had to call their friends to come out with their boat. And it says there was so much abundance that both boats were to the point of sinking because they had so many fish in them. You see, I think, I think there's something here that sometimes God, even in blessing us, because we've done what he said to do, because we cast our nets just one more time, because we tried it. God, I'm going to do it one more time, because you said to do it. I'm, I'm going to just do it at your word. I don't, I don't necessarily have a lot of faith that I'm going to catch any fish here. I don't necessarily, I don't know that I'm going to, but Jesus, you said do it. So I'm going to cast this net one more time, Jesus, because you said so. And when they do that out of obedience to Jesus, the abundance comes. And it's not only abundance for them, but it's abundance for their friends. Amen. Man, Bob, that's good. (laughs) Abundance, their friends got in on it. Jesus just wanted to bless them so much that even their buddies got some fish. Hmm. When we follow Jesus... (laughs) And we obey him, our friends get blessed. The people around us get blessed because we're following Jesus. Isn't that cool? 
I mean, just us obeying Jesus and the people around you get blessed. As I was listening to this message several weeks ago, I've really felt strongly that the Lord told me that this building is us casting our net one more time. When we've gotten to the point where we're ready to give up, ready to quit, ready to be done, (laughs) we've told, we've labored, we've worked. And I really strongly believe that Jesus has said for this place, it's not about the building, folks. It's about our obedience to him. It's our obedience to him. It's this place is us casting the net one more time. Us being willing to do and to go and to do it again. And you know what? It doesn't necessarily make sense. (laughs) And the natural, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't. Why do we need a building this big? (laughs) We could keep meeting at the Dudleys. I guess they wouldn't run us off. Maybe they would. But when he says cast when he says to cast the net one more time, that the sense I have is that God's saying Listen, guys, in our, let me put it this way, my understanding of God in my personal life and my understanding of God in reading the scripture is he doesn't always make sense. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> like this a bunch of times he doesn't always. If you try and figure God out in the natural Read the Bible. I mean, what? Does it make sense when you're going to attack Jericho to walk around the thing? Just walk around it for seven days. Oh, that's a great scheme. That's, I'm sure you can find that in the books on how to conquer a city with walls around it. Well, you just walk around it. Oh, that's probably in, in Rule 101.1. You know, here's, here's the way you do this. You walk around it. And on the seventh day, you do it seven times. And you blow some trumpets, and the walls are supposed to fall down. I mean, that, does that make sense? I mean, how many stories in the Bible make sense from our perspective? Most of them don't. But I, just, I think God has said to us, to us as a church, that this is, a, a, in a sense, a way that we are casting. Jesus said, go out deeper. Cast your nets. Do it again. Do it one more time. Go for it. Reach out. Talk to your neighbors. Go to the community. Reach out. Have a place where they can gather. Use the building for His kingdom. Do those things. Do it one more time, guys. One more time. (laughs) And I think the result of us being obedient to Jesus is there will be abundance. (laughs) What if those guys had stopped just one cast short? They'd have just said, oh, we've already been there, done that, tried that, it didn't work, we're not going to do it again. What What if that was their attitude? 
They'd have gone home fishless. Is that a word? Fishless? <laughs> you know, I've, I've kind of applied a lot of this message to us as a church, as a body. I just want you to stop for a minute and think in your own life, in your own personal life. Is Jesus telling you to go to the deep and cast the net? Is there something specific in your life where God's been saying, hey, you know what? I want you to go here and do this. I want you to go throw this net out over here. I want you to try this. And maybe there's been, you know, fear or, uh, you know, lack or maybe just, God, I've tried that so many times and it hasn't worked. I don't want to try it again. But you just keep having this sense. It's, it's just the still, quiet voice of the Lord. You just have this sense of, I'm supposed to do this. God's, God's asked me to do this thing. It's something specific. You, you know what it is. Something specific God's spoken to you to say, I, I want you to do this. Just do it one more time. (laughs) One more time. You've been listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church in Jacksonville, Florida. For more information on teachings and special events, please visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org.